Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I just got to give Buffalo fans a hell of a lot of credit for the ones that showed up to help. You see the guy like take his shirt off and slide down to push yes. the snow? Yes. God, they're they're insanely lovable in a lot of ways. And I I just want to say, like, I wish I feel like so much of the turbulence with Cleveland sports has made us a little more um bitter. And there's just something pure about Buffalo, despite also having a pretty cursed uh NFL franchise. They're just pure. It's Are, a very pure love there. I saw a lot of people tweeting about this last night and even this morning. And I tend to agree with it. Like, are we are we getting behind the Lions and Bills here? Can we get a Lions Bill Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. Now, now it's funny. I still don't know who I'm gonna root for. I would have no problem if Buffalo won, and I'd have no problem if Detroit won. I mean, both these teams deserve it. I mean, the Browns deserve it obviously as well. I mean, but we're not in it now. Yeah. So like, come on, man, let's let's refer our teams on the lake. I mean, not to not to be an a hole. I don't know. The Browns deserved it. I don't think you get to come out the way they did and, and then still say, did, did they have the talent? Just, sorry, did they have the, the recipe? Deep, uh, you know, kind of deep uh, passing game with explosive plays and a defense you could cover and get after the quarterback. Yes. You didn't really see any of that yesterday. No. And so I think in the end, and I'll be honest with you, something I really struggle with is whether Saturday should overshadow the rest of the, the, the all the success you had in the regular season. I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm in the no category. Like it was still a successful season given everything they overcame. It just ended in the most disappointing way. But honestly, I think I if somebody if somebody brought a decent case of no because of the way it ended, this season is a disappointment. If somebody really bought a good case about that, I I might be easily swayed on this. Because, like, the number one thing I don't want to do is, and listen, we went after a few different things here. Like, I'm I'm disheartened by the energy they played with. That usually kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with effort. They just didn't look like the better team, and they didn't look like a playoff team. I still have such an admiration for what this team overcome, and everything that they overcame, and how most of the year we never had to question their effort in a way we had previous years. Right. And that's what makes us tough to reconcile is this game is the anomaly. Yes, there were things that happened that, you know, if you looked at how they came out on the road defensively, you could you could have guessed this. The, the Joe Flacco interceptions were Man. something mentioned ad nauseum. But, like, specifically the way this game went down sure feels like an anomaly because 
all those things were true in games that they came back and won. You know what I mean? Like, true. It's not as if this team played the cleanest football all season long. No, that was part of their charm. They overcame that. This was just the time where the margin for error maybe wasn't as thin as they thought it was, and it, and they got it. And, know, and I think they caught up to it. A couple things too. You know, I think we took them them for granted. You know, the fact that we went down there and kicked the crap out of them. You know, earlier this this year, back in December. You know, I, I don't think anybody on this team, defensively certainly, were as prepared for how good C.J. Stroud really is mm-hmm. and how good Nico Collins really is. I just would like to know, maybe just, you know, out loud here, why you played that much zone? I, I don't know how much zone they actually did play. It felt like guys were running wide open at times, but a lot of times that happens when you when you play man too because they run a lot of pick routes, they do a lot of stacks, and they, they work ways to get guys open, very similar to the way that the Rams do with, with a lot of their motions and shifts and things like that. So I'll, I'll be curious to go back and watch it again, but like, yeah, there were too many busts, too many guys running wide, freaking open. 216-474-0092. And Nick Wilson says, at Dustin Fox 37 on social media, does the playoff loss... Does it change whether you feel this season was successful or not? I I think the answer is no. I think I know it. But I just, I don't know how committed I am to that. Like this one, probably a week from now, the answer might be different. Or I might be more convicted in my answer. And maybe a week after that. I I don't I the and I this is not usual. Usually I have a pretty good idea about how a loss or a win is going to age in time. I don't think I have any I don't this is such a weird and it's not flukish cuz they they were the better team. They deserve by this. far. They deserve to win. But I mean like th- by the way, like I don't know if they play like that, like who in the AFC could beat them? They could play with anybody. I mean, I think anybody that that starts a game with the requisite focus and effort probably can at least hang with them. Sure, but I'm saying it's not like they're a team that can't hang with anybody as well. Um I don't I don't know simply because I don't know what you can take away that Nick we've seen them play the last several weeks they're they're the hottest team in football right now. I mean Buffalo's right there, Cleveland was right there. Right, until, but you, you don't think the, the Texans guy. can play with the Bills? Um I don't know. I don't know and, and here's why. It's less about the Texans and it's more if I'm a Texans fan like okay yeah CJ Stroud's real, Will Anderson and um um Grenard are real, but like I'm not saying CJ Stroud's the best quarterback left in the playoffs right now, but he's the quarterback playing the best right now left in the playoffs. As a word pretzel. I liked it. Yeah. That was a word pretzel. Um, it would not surprise me if they went out this next round. Now again, it matters who they play. You figure that out with Buffalo and Pittsburgh tonight, who they're gonna play, but like I'm I'm not sold that. I'm sold that the Texans are a better team than we thought. And certainly better than maybe the Browns thought or assumed or remembered from that Houston game. As a matter of fact, we I can we just say the rematch mattered. The Browns did not take the Texans seriously. No. And 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 maybe there are, I'm sure, individual Browns that did. The Browns defense did not take them seriously. 216-474-0092. Does this uh playoff loss change whether you feel this season was successful or not let's go with mike welcome to the show mike hey how you doing good doing mike. very how well you, what you got 
right, so now here's the thing. I caught, uh, I didn't catch a lot of the show. When I tuned in, the question you asked, I think, was, was it more the offense or the defense? So, excuse me if you, you know, might have to repeat this again, but I just wanted you guys' feedback on this question. I didn't hear much about the offensive line. I kind of felt like the offensive line performed. It's, you know, the poor since Joe Facco took the helm. 66 got burnt. I don't know what his name is, but he was getting killed. Uh, Newsom was getting killed. And then there was a comment about Stefanski being out coached. So I don't know if you guys commented on that already, but I would love I talked to about hear it. I mean, the, the injuries in the offensive Thank line just certainly did not help. Flacco's a statue in the pocket. We knew that. That's nothing new. And when they decided they were just going to bring pressure, not just on the outside, but up the middle, there was nothing Flacco could do. I mean, it was game was over. And yeah, especially, like, especially when you're down 17 points, 24 points, 31 points, like there's, they're, they're just teeing off on you, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you really got the running game going. That's one way to offset a good pass rush is make them pay. You didn't. Um, I, I also think like, I thought there was one, and I wish I could remember the exact play just, uh, but there was one play early on where Ethan Posick just biffed it. Like what was surprising this game was not that the tackle struggled, and I'm gonna I'm gonna set any criticism for I mean Batonio and Teller were hurt in this one, but they just they the offensive line looked like it had a really good rhythm there for a couple of weeks, and they did not have that rhythm in this game, and whether that was you were just banged up beyond whether whether honestly that rhythm was just you played the Texans without Grenard and. Uh, or Grenard and Anderson, and then you played the the Jets, and they just were already out of it. Like maybe that maybe that was an illusion. But yeah, I mean the offensive line had been playing a lot better, and then in this game they kind of laid an egg as well. Let's go with George. Welcome to the show, George. What you got for us? Hey guys, how you doing this afternoon? Doing very well. What you got, bud? All right. So this may sound dumb given all the injuries we've had this year. But how much of Saturday's game can be blamed on resting healthy starters against the Bengals the week before? Because generally speaking, I think that a team that's clinched the playoffs, rests their starters for a week, tends to play not up to their normal level in the first round of the playoffs, which is why I'm really interested to see what Baltimore does next week having three weeks between meaningful games. I think it's three weeks. But how much can you say part of the Browns' issue was resting guys when maybe they shouldn't have? Um, So, listen, I I, I think some of that has to do with it. I I don't know what you're supposed to do, though, Nick. Sorry to cut you off, man. I I think that, and I said this at the time, I felt like Flacco had been here for, for just about a month and a half, and I would have liked him to continue to get that rhythm in play, even if it were just a half. Right. And those guys just sat there and they and they had all that time. Yeah, the rest was important in terms of their bodies, but you wonder how much it threw off them in terms of being prepped to go into a game as intense as Sunday's game or Saturday's game was. The Texans just faced the same exact experience of a playoff type environment the previous week against the Colts on the road. They won that game and they came into this game and were like, all right, we're already in the playoffs. We we just played a playoff game. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it matters. Listen, the reality is the defense didn't show up at any point. That's not just about uh, a week off. But 
do I think that it was probably tough for a team that had had everything go as well as it could down the stretch? Do I think it was also probably rough to end the season on the road, the regular season on the road, and getting run out of the building by Cincinnati? I like. I think it could be equal parts that rest absolutely did matter. Rest versus rust mattered, and then to lose the the game the way you lost it, it, it didn't matter that the backups were in there. Your starters were on the sidelines. Like I just think in terms of setting the tone, I, I think everybody here knows how I felt about resting these guys going into that week and my concerns. At the same point, could have woke up at any point in that game. Like I, I'll give Rust a, a a modicum of room to talk, the first two, three, four drives. That's not why you lost by thirty-one points. Uh, Nick on Twitter saying season was still a success, but losing by thirty-one to a team you just mauled is ridiculous. We were the better team, even with the injuries, but your secondary stayed in Berea and Jer- uh, Jerome Ford is not a serious running back. We are uh, reacting to the Browns shellacking there. And, and Dustin, I have uh, shared my piece on this. I I think it's still a successful season, no matter how disappointing Saturday was. I don't think I, – I, I think this might be a you're in camp or the other. And it, it does feel like there's a fair amount of fans saying, how can the season be successful when it ends the way it did – does the way they lost in the playoffs, does the fact that they lost in round one to Houston, a team they had beat three weeks previously, does that change whether you feel the season's a success or not? No, I don't think so. Because no matter what happened, you know, with, with all the injuries this team has dealt with, I mean, you lost your, your, your bell cow back in week two. You lost your starting quarterback, your franchise quarterback, multiple times. And then, of course, for the season, I, you piecemealed this thing together. And it felt special at the end. And it stinks that the you know Flacco turned into the pumpkin. Uh, at the end of the day, it it sucks, but it was still a very successful season. It feels like the injury should overcome the the disappointing end. What I will say is, you know, we, we're talking about the the idea of of how this this loss is going to age and. You know, whether three weeks from now we'll we'll have forgotten about it and we're on to 2024, whatever. I will say a huge, a huge part of this thing not being in vain or this season um, meaning something is the winning culture that was fostered this year. And I don't think they've had a lot of losing culture. Like they had eight wins two years ago. They had seven wins last year. That's not great. It's not a four-win team. But I do think being able to come back next year and be in the playoffs, being able to be back in the playoff hunt next year with Deshaun is incredibly crucial. Like turning this one-year run, which because of the details around it, feels flukish, right? The four different starting quarterbacks, no Nick Chubb, uh, your your three starting tackles all having season-ending injuries. Like even the injuries to Miles and to Denzel where both had these – wonky shoulder injuries, like, okay, this year was an anomaly to some degree because of what you overcame. But the how you learn to win in the regular season should not be the anomaly. That's the thing I expect. So if at the end of 18 weeks next year, you're 8-9 and nine again or you're 7-10, and 10, then it will have been a waste. Then it will have been a... Smoke and mirrors, it would have been a one-off. It would have been all those things that people have said about this 
this run this year that it, it that there's some level of flukishness to it. So there is a part of me that thinks like I'm going to be kind of holding my breath. I, I think that this loss can't overshadow what was accomplished. And I really think that they're like the way they won, I think changed some of us Browns fans and the way we, way we think about how the Browns win and lose. And I'm definitely like, I, up until the two interceptions, even though things didn't look good in that game, I said, you know what, let's let it play out. And then it played out to be the worst possible playing out of that, the way that thing could go. But my point is, I do think there's a lot of a lot of tangible things here. And just because there are some downsides, just because that was humiliating first and foremost, and just because I don't know about Deshaun Watson's health, just because, well, what are you going to do opposite of edge across from Miles? And do you have to make a decision on Nick Chubb? And do you have to make a decision on Amari Cooper? Well, what about your tackles? What about your guards? That's every team in the NFL. Winning is a is a moving goalpost every year in the NFL. And you don't always get the closure of, well, these five questions are answered, so everything's nice and tidy going to the next year. That's not that doesn't really happen. The Chiefs could could go win a Super Bowl and they're gonna have a whole new series of questions to to answer this offseason. It ain't about is Pat Mahomes gonna be able to stay healthy, but it's there's gonna be questions. You that the loss on Saturdays, first, much as it sucked, and boy, howdy, did it suck. You still won 11 games. You still made the playoffs. You still were in control of your destiny and were able to take week 18 off. Like I, As long as that winning maintains in that winning culture, that winning mentality of next man up, as long as that maintains, then I, I don't see possibly how this season could be uh, not a success no matter how much Saturday sucked. With Josh. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Josh, welcome Josh, to the show, what's buddy. up, dude? Oh, what's up, guys? I, I think you guys are nailing this conversation on the head. It really, it, it's micro versus macro. If you're looking with, like you said, all the adversity the Browns faced this year, there's no way you could really say that this was a fail like of a season. It, was, it changes the way how the playoff loss how you view the season. 
But if you're looking macro, it's like you're saying, every winning team faces this issue after a winning season. And the Browns, yes, they had the next man up mentality, but also next year comes with, well, not only whether or not Deshaun Watson can play up to what he was playing in Houston, but can he stay healthy a full season? Can you protect them for a full season? And on top of it, the schedule is going to get harder because you did finish. You controlled your destiny this year. You played well. You earned that spot. But you're going to have a tougher schedule. So it's like when you see how they lose to the team that you essentially gave assets to to help jumpstart their rebuild because you were thinking when you're making that trade that Houston was going to be good maybe in four or five years. Now you're looking at it, well, they're already possibly set up to be better than us and we gave them all those ammunition. We gave them all that ammo. So it depends how you really look at it, because you could be a homer and be like, oh, we're going to come back. Everyone's going to be healthy. It's going to be fine. But as, I don't know. This season showed you that's not a guarantee. How many starting quarterbacks started this year? How many, like, so many injuries happened to all NFL teams, not just the Browns. Everyone were facing injuries this year. And this year seemed like it was the most open the AFC was going to be. So it's a little disappointing to see the fashion that they just came out looking that flat and the game plan and and hearing the players again talk about adjustments and all this stuff. It's like, I thought we were kind of past this. And it just kind of sounds like, I don't know, the same old excuses we were making in 2021 and 2022. And me, I mean, I felt a lot better in 2020 after losing to Kansas City, even though we didn't face Patrick Mahomes in the second half. I felt a little more optimistic about the Browns than I do currently right now after this loss, knowing the fact that we overcame so much. So that's just my point. You guys keep killing it. Go Browns. Josh, Josh appreciate thanks. you. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a lot to dissect there. I think the reality is I think this is where the Deshaun injury and not having clarity on that probably hurts more than anything. He he hearkened back to the the Chiefs loss. So much of what made the Chiefs' loss palatable is, one, you just assumed you were going to be in that same situation the next year, and two, you had no reservations or no real concerns about Baker at that point. That's fair. Right? It was more, well, are you going to pay Baker this offseason? With this, there's there's still people in town who um, doubt that Deshaun will ever be the same quarterback again, and then the, the kind of... Part of that conversation, but not the entire part, is also the health, which for most people is probably the bigger concern right now. That's my biggest concern with the, with Deshaun is, is the shoulder. How does he come back from that devastating injury to that 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 fractured glenoid? I mean, that's that's my concern. I think he's still got it upstairs. I think he's really smart. Like those things, I don't have a concern about. But I mean, yeah, there's there's going to be a lot of talking points here. This game, the way the season ended, is going to linger for months. To go ahead and uh, I'll call it today on the Brown season. Let's go ahead and welcome on uh, Daryl Ryder, brought to you by Scheibman Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Daryl, welcome to the show. It wasn't my fault, I swear, guys. Don't I blame me. Well, I mean, <laughs> let's let's give it time to figure out whether it was your fault or at the very least whether we can pin it on you. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're not pinning a 31-point blowout on me. Sorry. That's fair. That's fair. That, that was, if uh, it was a nail biter, if they missed a field goal late, oh, okay, then you, know, you might have a case. But thirty-one point separation, yeah, you might fall. So today is a lot about the why. So I guess we'll start here. Why did the Browns lose by thirty-one points in this game? Um, because the defense didn't show up and play the way that we've uh, seen them play for uh, most of the season, and and once again, the defense didn't travel on the road. 
Um, less than 14 points allowed at home, over 31 points allowed on the road. And uh, it'd be easy to point to the third quarter and the, the, the back-to-back pick sixes that Joe Flacco threw, and, and certainly that basically put the game away. But the, the reality is what C.J. Stroud wanted in the first half, he basically got, and uh, that was a bad omen and bad sign of what was to come. Do we have any working theories on did the, or at least did they offer up any reason why the defense traveling as poorly as it did all season or most of the season why that was the case this year? No, but Kevin Stefanski promises an extensive autopsy on that very subject. Does that make you feel good? I don't know. Is no. He, is he going to the morgue? Yeah. No, I mean. Like, do we get to, is this like the JFK op- autopsy where the notes are going to be kind of <laughs> crossed out and all that? If you guys haven't Was heard about that Was there a second shooter on the grassy knoll? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, too many jokes. We're both going to get ourselves in trouble here. I know. We'll just stop right there. Uh, here, here's the reality of the situation. It, it, it is something that they, uh, they have to investigate because it was certainly uh, – the sample size is the complete season. Um, th- this is something ha- that happened uh, throughout the season. They really struggled to win football games uh, on the road. And in today's NFL uh, playoff format, the only way you're going to get to ho- host a playoff game is by winning the division. And, well, the Browns haven't done that since 1989, and it doesn't look like they're about to do that anytime soon. So, Uh, The reality is for them to get where they want to go, and that's the Super Bowl. That's now the standard, right? Make the playoffs, make some noise in January, advance, and and compete for an opportunity to play for the Vince Lombardi Trophy. That that is now the standard with which the Cleveland Browns are operating, and and that's that's a good thing. Um, the, The days of just happy to win a game once a month or every other month, those are long gone. Um, and that's a credit to 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 Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry, but um. You know, they had a shot, uh, and, and they didn't get it done. But they, they, they've got to figure out why this defense did not play well on the road. Because that, when you look at like, okay, what's the next step for next season, right? Uh, after winning eleven games and, and making the playoffs, well, the next step is for the defense to play consistently at home as well as uh, on the road. And certainly you understand, okay, the crowd isn't on your side uh, when you're on the road, so you're not getting a lot of those pre-snap penalties that's caused by or aided by your, your home crowd. But the, the separation is uh, too deep to just leave it at that. That, well, you know, we didn't have the crowd on our side. and, and that. No, when, when, they're, when you are giving up, more than twice the amount of points on the road than you do at home, uh, that's a problem. And that's something that they really do need to take a deep dive in this offseason and see if they can figure out why that was. And then how do they go about correcting that? Yeah, you, know, you think there's anything to be said for them resting the players against Cincinnati? You know, I, I, I think in hindsight now, Dustin, it's easy to say that, right? I totally understand why Kevin Stefanski did what he did, and that was to protect his guys because they were just so decimated with injuries, and it just seemed like as the weeks went by, after every game, another player went down with an injury. So I I, I understand where you're coming from, and, and I do think it's a, a, a reasonable di- uh, discussion or reasonable debate, but considering where they were from a health standpoint – 
Stefanski really didn't have a choice. He really needed uh, to do that. And the other thing, too, is is football, and you know this, Dustin, it's it's a week-by-week sport. I mean, you, you see teams get blown out one week and win the next. Yeah. Um, it, it's like each individual week is its own little season, so to speak. It, it, you know, in baseball, momentum matters. Uh, in the NBA, momentum somewhat matters. Um, but in, in the NFL, I don't know that there's a thing called momentum. I, I do believe that there's you're, you're playing well and things are going great, whatever, uh, and you're able to take that week to week. But, um, you know, I, I don't know that momentum is a thing, especially going year to year. Um, because every season is the personnel's different and every season's different, et cetera. So I think it's easy to look back on it. And Anthony Walker was asked that question yesterday and he <laughs> by someone and he just stared him in the eye and said, of course, you're going to ask that now. Had we won, you're not asking that question. So I do think it's, it is a reasonable conversation to be had, but I do have to side with Kevin Stefanski there, the health of the football team, everything that they went through injury-wise, 15 guys ending the year on uh, injured reserve. Y- you had to sit your important players and protect them so that they were available for that wild card game. Daryl, does the playoff loss change whether you feel the season was a success or not? It absolutely was a success, and this is the nuance of the conversation. I think you can say the season was a success while at the same time being severely disappointed in how they played in Houston and the opportunity uh, that they blew. Uh, But no, the season absolutely was a success, especially, again, considering everything they went through. You can make an argument they probably shouldn't have even made the playoffs to begin with, right? Uh, how how many Brown seasons in the past would have been completely derailed by the Nick Chubb injury or then the, the Sean Watson injury? Kudos to Andrew Berry for dragging Joe Flacco off a couch and into Berea. And, uh, you know, Flacco was able to have the best five-week stretch of his NFL career uh, while with the Cleveland Browns at the age of 38. And unfortunately, he turned into a pumpkin there uh, in the wild card game. But, um, yes, the season was a success. The ending, a bitter disappointment. So where do we go from here? I mean, like, it's a blowout loss. It just feels like for everything that we had going momentum-wise, Daryl, with this season, 11-5 and five team, and now it's like we're sitting here like a lump on a log. Like, yeah, that was all for nothing, it feels like. But it, it wasn't because there was a lot of positives to take away from the season. Like, Stefanski still may end up being coach of the year. Miles may be defensive player of the year. Yeah. But – it feels you lost hollow. by 31 points. Yeah, it, it feels hollow. Like it does, easier, man. It, it would have been easier to swallow if they lost a heartbreaker. And right, like, <laughs> and I know that the Browns have suffered, you know, plenty of heartbreakers over the years in the playoffs. But yeah, they had no like they had no shot on Saturday. The the, the game was once the first pick six got thrown in that third quarter, the game was over. You just knew the game was over. And then came the second one, and you really knew it was over. Um, and, and that's what's so unfortunate, because they played so hard. The other thing that really bothers me, Dustin, about this is, you know, I hate to play the I'm, I'm the old guy in the room card, but I'm going to hear it for a minute. Uh, I've been in a lot of locker rooms over the years. You're old. And um, I've never seen a Browns locker room as tight and as good as the one that we saw this season. That was a great locker room environment that they had. And that's so rare, 
and it's so hard to do. And that's why I keep harping on missed opportunity. Getting to the playoffs for the Cleveland Browns is hard enough as it is, just three times in the expansion era here. Um, but what they had built this year, and again, I think Anthony Walker you know, really said it well uh, yesterday uh, at Locker Cleanout. The, the, the disappointment is that the specialness is now over. The expectation was that it was going to continue, and, and now it's not. And so what I am interested in when you talk about, okay, what's next for this football team? I, I don't know if they can recreate that next year. There's no guarantee that they recreate that next year. I hope they do um, because I, I thought Kevin Stefanski did a really, really good job. I thought the, the, the assistant coaches did a good job. I thought that the leadership within the locker room did a nice job. Walker mentioned what really helped Flacco ingratiate himself. He told the story that when they were on the West Coast, even though they lost those two games, that was like the, the best thing for the back end of the season there because, you know, it's 1.30 in the morning and Joe Flacco's out hanging out with everyone. And he could have been, he could have easily said, hey, man, I'm new here. I got to study the playbook. I got to this, that, and the other. I'm 38 years old. I'm too old for this nonsense, whatever. And, and Flacco made it a point to be with his teammates and spend time with them and get to know them and things like that. And it really helped uh, in that transition there by throwing him into the mix. It really helped welcome him in and, and made him one of them, so to speak. So that's the thing from, from my perspective of really why I'm disappointed. It, beyond them just getting their doors blown off in Houston, but the quality of the locker room, the environment, the chemistry, those type of intangibles that you see with championship teams to go with what the defense did, which, as Kevin Stefanski mentioned yesterday, was historic, and it was, 1955, last time the Browns led the NFL in over defense, uh, overall defense. But, you know, it, that that all doesn't matter anymore, <laughs> right? It, now it's on to 2024 and, you know, how, how they can build upon everything that they went through last year, in their, their last season, rather, and, um, I just there's no guarantee that they're going to be able to replicate what they had this year. I hope they do because it was wonderful uh, to see. It was great to cover. But um, again, as someone who's been in a lot of locker rooms, what what I observed this year with the Cleveland Browns, extremely rare. Daryl, we appreciate you, buddy. You bet, guys. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. 
Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.